Welcome back to Beyond the Tavern Wall, a D&D podcast where we, your tavern keepers, talk about all things to enhance your adventures, whether it's from discussing what you what character you can play, what class you can play, or specifically how to channel your inner key to make your body the ultimate weapon. I'm your host, Raiden Figgins, and I'm joined by the tumultuous and terrific. We're going to start out with Sam. And you are tumultuous. And I know this is a second take. I'm still going with it. And you are the greatest tumultuous person in the world. And that's a compliment. That doesn't sound like a word anymore. And I don't accept his grammar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's it's 2023. I no longer identify as tumultuous. And I will not refer to me as such. And I am going to cry. All right. Um... Sam, introduce yourself. Just did. did do, do they know their name, honestly? Do you guys know his name? Hunter. Hunter better. He has a tattooed on his inner thigh. <laughs> hey, okay. It's supposed to be a secret. You know, <laughs> Kendall, introduce yourself. We're going to skip over Hunter. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Kendall. I'm married to Sam, but sometimes I question if it really happened. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Haley. Bullied. Oh my god. Haley, your turn. Hi, my name's Haley. I actually have no problems with Sam. Thank you. The man with Sam's all angles today. I needed that. (laughs) Gosh. And the man with Sam's name in on his inner thigh, Hunter. Man, I showed him that in confidence, and now I'm just getting exposed. Literally online, bro. (laughs) Exposed online. Oh, well, 2023. My name's Hunter. Jeez. Hey, it's a, it's okay because um, Sam has Hunter tattooed on his right butt cheek. So I do. Ooh. Yep. It's in cursive. It's so like five percent of the population can read it. You had to be born before uh, nineteen the two thousand three. Yeah. All right. Whatever that introduction was, I apologize. So <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and start. Today's episode, it's another class discussion. We're making our way through those every other week. So today, if you can read the handbook and you're seeing, we are now on our lovely masters of their mind, masters of their body, masters of the channeling their key. Monks. Masters of nasty kicks. Masters. acronym. The Chuck Norris of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my gosh, Masters of Nasty Kicks. I get it now. You're genius. Wow. Monks, everyone. Monks are fantastic. They are great. They are fun. And I know in our class, which class is the best? I said they weren't good. I looked back and I'm like, they're a lot better than I remembered. And so this is going to be a great episode. And you guys can roast me all you want for this. But monks, oh. we're going to start off. I think something we, we can do is what are monks to you guys? Like, when you think of a monk, what do you think of? These hands rated E for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> True. And, and Sam, we can hear whatever you're jiggling around, okay? I'm not jiggling anything. Kendall? Haley? It's Hunter? Me. Sorry, it's Kendall! Me. Kendall, because you were jiggling, out, jiggling around that stuff, what is a monk to you, okay? 
a monk to me is somebody who is very in tune with the powers of the universe and meditates a lot. Those are pretty stereotypical. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're masters of their body. You got to meditate. Like, your meditation, when you think of a monk in real life, they literally live in monasteries in the middle of nowhere. So, it makes sense. Who else? Who else you wants guys are to love my monk discussion? Oh, we are going to love it, aren't we? Uh, who else has uh, something about monks? Like, what, what do you think of when you think of a monk? Religious Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it. Absolutely. That's okay. No. Well, let's go off of that. We're, we're going to. I'm sorry if anyone else had anything to say. I apologize, but I think that's perfect. Stereotypes. Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, stereotype of monk, your typical monk? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. As well as Avatar the Last, Av- Aang from Avatar the Last Airbender? Yeah. Okay. What are some other stereotypes then? I think kind of going along with Aang, part of his big thing is that he's like a pacifist. He's not trying to cause any violence he doesn't want to hurt people even though i'm pretty sure and killed a couple people in the show we're not going to discuss that here but yeah he definitely killed several people 100 <laughs> percent um i think that they all this is hard to explain but i guess they just are always in control of their emotions like i don't think i've ever seen an angry monk you know it's kind of like yeah. they're emotionless Punch bat, punching people. I've seen Aang angry a few times. Yeah, but like besides Aang. Aang's also a, a 10 year old boy, so. Yeah. A little different. Um, I think uh, it's, he's 112. Okay, sorry, 12 years old. Um, He's been. Okay, okay, never mind. We're going to argue about Avatar The Last Airbender. Sorry, okay? sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I was going to go off, and that's not your fault. That's my fault. <laughs> Save the arguments for later. The arguments can come later when we discuss argumental mint things. Another stereotype that I find, it's kind of boring at times, I'll be honest, but their use of only quarterstaffs as a weapon, when there are many other like dope weapons they could have, like you could flavor something as nunchucks. Um, I think it's uh, any simple melee weapon, so you can do like a, a hand axe. Or even like a dagger of some sort would be pretty cool, but they're always going to quarterstaff because of your typical ninja monk person. Wait, I could have been a monk with knives this whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But come on, quarterstaff's pretty dope, bro. Quarterstaffs are sick. Maybe if you tape knives at the end, then it just becomes a pike. Yeah. There is something. Okay, there is something so satisfying. Satisfying about a huge stick smacking somebody in the face it's a little dark no it's not (laughs) no it's not (laughs) no i I, um it's nothing wrong against quarterstaffs themselves like obviously do them because they're good like they're they're flavorful they're fun but it's also like every single monk i've played with or i've seen always has a quarterstaff no matter what I'm looking at the equipment they get right now to see if it's that's what they get. No, they can have any simple weapon. So they could have a dagger, a club, a hand axe, a javelin, 
uh, light hammer, short bow, dart, slings. Like there's so much more uh, than just a quarter staff that they can use. But for some reason, I think it's just a big stereotype because of you have your Bruce Lee when you see him with a quarter staff. You have Aang. You have um, I don't. Does Jackie Chan really use? It? He just kicks people. Anyway, no, um, Jackie Chan uses his environment, and it's quite amazing yeah. to see. But you have those guys who use a quarter staff esque weapon. So therefore, you're like, oh, a monk has to do that because that's what you see normally. Master Ugwe, okay, he has yeah. a quarter staff. Love Master Ugwe, by the way. Go to character. Noodles. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other stereotypes? I think we pretty much covered it. All right. Main features. What is it that makes monks unique to uh, the D and D classes? What is their key features? What are they? What makes oh, well, I, I say that? What makes them unique? You said key. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, there you go. That that's the key feature. Key points. Yeah, you said it again. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> I'm just not. I refuse to respond to that. Sure. Um, anyways, I'm looking at the monk table right now, and they actually have a lot of, like, class features, like, more than normal classes would get. Yup. They have a ton. But yeah, I would say key is definitely... Key and unarmored defense, I think, are probably the two biggest things (laughs) that you would think of during making a monk. I think as well as their enhanced unarmed strikes. Because normally yeah. in D&D, your unarmed strikes are one plus your strength modifier. And as a monk, it's 1d4. It goes up with your level, but then it's plus your dexterity modifier. So it's just much stronger unarmed strikes, which is, I mean, like a key feature to the monk. So it makes sense that they're a little stronger. Um, but yeah. Those are like, that's another, another main feature of them is it's basically just punch people in the face because when you do unarmed strikes, it allows you to do stunning strike, uh, flurry of blows, like just a bunch of different, uh, abilities that come with the class of monk through your unarmed strikes. Yeah. But I mean, look, looking at those unarmed strikes, especially you said stunning strike, which I would say is it's kind of broken for how early of a feature it is. The ability to spend one of your key points on any time you hit with an unarmed strike, uh, your target will have to succeed on a constitution saving throw or they are stunned until the end of your next turn. Does that mean they also can't take any reaction? No, they can't take a reaction. They don't have an action. They don't have movement. Basically, they just skip their turn until the end of your next turn. Does this work on, like, legendary creatures with legendary actions, or do they still get their legendary action? No, they don't. They wouldn't get it. Dang! Good luck stunning a legendary creature, though. They probably have legendary resistances with it, too, which means Mm -hmm. they can just automatically succeed a... uh, um. A saving throw even if they failed it so yeah and i feel like most legendary creatures also have a really high constitution anyway so but if you can hit it it's insane oh it's huge it's probably the single like 
for like you said for the level you get it at it's probably one of the best abilities next to like moon druid yeah um another big feature that i like is the ability to deflect missiles oh yeah so, so that means you can deflect bullets technically yeah you could uh but what you can do is, as a monk, when you hit third level, you can use your reaction uh, to basically just, like it says, deflect or catch the missile. Um, so any ranged attack that hits you, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage by... Um, oh, what is it? Let me open. I should have the, should have like the book open. 1d10 plus your... I have it open. It's right level, here. It's 1d10 plus your dexterity modifier plus your monk level. Yes. And if you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile and um, spend one key point to throw it back at someone. Which is great. But I think it's just a dope feature. Could you uh, just... Flurry of... Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say Flurry of Blows is really good, too. You spend one key point to get two extra unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Did we uh, discuss what key points were? I don't believe we did. <laughs> I, exactly. I was about to ask, we're talking about these key points. I don't know much about them. How many do you have? Question mark. Sam, who would you like to explain this to you? You're going to, you're going to choose. Uh, I'd like someone who's read the player's handbook. Hunter. Ooh, gross. <laughs> please tell Brayden to tell me what key points are? Oh, gosh. Hey, Brayden, would you like to describe to our good friend Sam what key points are? Oh, absolutely, Sam. I would love to That's describe them. That's a great them. idea. You. Let's hear it. Thank you for asking Hunter to ask me to tell you what they are. All right. Key points. Uh, they are, in a sense, harnessing a mystical energy, like the mystical energy inside you is how I would describe it. Uh, you gain access to key points at level two, and you start out with, I believe it's, um, what does it two. say? Two. Two. Start out with two key points, and you can use those in like flurry of blows, patient defense, step of the wind. These different abilities um, that you can use uh, take key points. So in a sense, it's like another. It's a um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A stockpile of Man, I, I oh, I'm trying to think of the word. I have it on the tip of my head. Martial spell slots. It's, I guess, yeah, martial spell slots. There, it's a stockpile of points that you can use to enhance different abilities or you or use different abilities you get. So, step of the wind, like I said, flurry of blows, patient defense, and then when you get higher up levels, um, you get more and more. So, like, sorry, I've been sick a little bit, so. My throat kind of hurts. Um, I believe you start out with two, and then you go up to, I think you can get up to um, 10? 20. 20? 20. Uh, oh. it, it just scales with your level. Yeah. Yeah, just, oh, it scales with your level. That makes sense. It scales with your level, so you have it equal to your level. Um, hope Does that make sense, or should I simplify it? That makes sense to me. I could ask ChatGBT to describe key points to a baby, if that would help you. No, I'm good, fam. Okay. So, yeah, just a stockpile of points you can use to enhance your abilities. Um, let's go in. So, how would you guys build a monk? And what are some 
what unique ways you've seen monks be built? I think it was already mentioned. Uh, Dexterity is going to be your highest score. And then uh, you would want wisdom to be your second, because yes. that's going to be your save. And it also contributes to your unarmored defense, which, to quickly explain that, um, as long as, if you are a monk and you are wearing no armor and not wielding a shield, your armor class uh, is 10 plus your dexterity, dexterity modifier plus your wisdom modifier. So having oh, both dang. of those, yeah, having both of those really high can get you a really high AC with wearing nothing, basically. <laughs> Just walking around naked and no one can hit you. Pretty much, you could the do ultimate that. Ultimate distraction. Because think of it, not uh, the, your armor class is not just technically the armor you are wearing, but your ability to dodge or deflect things as well. So monks are just super dexterous, meaning they can just dodge out of the way of any attack that comes. So they don't yeah. need armor to help them out with that. Kendall, you haven't said a lot. What is? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw your improv skills on a play real fast. Real fast. All right. Not improv. Oh, okay. You're an author, all right? Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. What is, how would you make a monk's backstory? I'm just curious. That's a good question. Um, like just quick, well, it doesn't several, have to be crazy, but quick. You know, however you want to do it. There's several ways I could take it, but personally, I think it would be interesting if a monk found out that their monastery was the bad guy. So I think that would be interesting. And maybe like the God that they worship in that monastery would be a, they could be the evil thing, or maybe it was, a, it would be more interesting if the people in the monastery had corrupted the will of that God. And this one monk has realized what is happening and now needs to face off these people that they have grown up with in order to set things right. Can I tell you something? And I know it won't spoil anything because Mitchell doesn't listen to our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, that was the backstory I kind of came up with for Shen. Oh, nice. That. Okay. Because I, I kind of, let's be honest, it's, yeah, it was, it was going to be fun. But now you guys don't have to explore that ever because uh, Shen's dead. Yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kind of, that, that'd be really cool. Um, so what are you guys is going on to the next thing? What are your guys' favorite subclasses? And then we can discuss what we think the best one is. Sam has a good one. I do have a good one. I'll go ahead and start for you. And no, it's not just because it sounds funny to me. Uh, my favorite uh, monk subclass is called Way of the Drunken Master. It's not related to drinking, surprisingly. Uh, the, the big thing that I like about this is it comes with a nice little feature called Drunken Technique, where you can combine your flurry of blows with a disengage action. So you can get in, do some damage, possibly inflict a status effect, and then get out for free. No opportunity attack against you. It lets you control a battlefield pretty well, and I kind of like that. Everything else is just pretty and okay. 
Um, I haven't had a ton of experience with monks, but as we're kind of looking into the different features of it, I think I like, and don't act too surprised when I say this, guys, but I like the way of shadow and also way of the long death. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is you. <laughs> it checks out. <clears throat> um, I like way of the shadow just for their shadow step ability. Um, when you're in dim light or darkness as a bonus action, you can teleport up to 60 feet. That is also in dim light or darkness. And then you have advantage on the first melee attack you make before the end of your turn. And I just say that's kind of nuts, because isn't that basically... Misty Step is 60 feet, isn't it? 30. 30. 30. Oh, gee, so it's better than Misty Step, but I mean, as long as you're in darkness, you just... Bonus action, boom, I'm over here now, and I'm just going to have and advantage for free. Advantage. Yeah, Does that take exactly. key points? No, it's free. No. Oh my gosh! Yeah. We know Sam's next character. Probably. <laughs> as long as I can have, like, knives for hands or something. Knives for hands? Uh, <laughs> a, a robot uh, monk? It's like Edward's scissor hands, but even more sad. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I couldn't afford the hinges on the scissors. <laughs> oh I'm no! Like Freddy Krueger with one digit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the enhancements to help you at that time, so they were like, "We can give you one and a half." Um, my favorite one. I I really like Way of the Drunken Master. I think it's just honestly, I like it because it's funny. Because you can pretend you're a drunk and then you're just this bad a drunk person, basically. Um, the one I really like though, because I'm a, I I love dragons and stuff. Way of the Ascended Dragon. Dang it, you took mine. Oh, do you do you want to go ahead? Because it's it's yours. Um, I talk a lot. I also love dragons a, lo a lot. So uh, this interests me, just the name of it. But something that I think is really really cool about this class is you roll a d6. Well, you don't have to do this, but you can roll a d6 and you get an origin. So if you roll a one, uh, you honed your abilities. You would get um, you honed your abilities by observing a dragon and aligning your key with their world altering power. If you roll a two, uh, a dragon personally took an active role in shaping your inner energy. If you rolled a three, you studied at a monastery that traces its teachings back centuries or more to a single dragon's instruction. Uh, a four, you spent long stretches meditating in the region of influence of an ancient dragon's lair, absorbing its ambient magic. Five, you found a scroll written in Draconic that contained inspiring new techniques. And then finally, six, after a dream that featured a five-handed dragonborn, you awoke with altered key, reflecting the breaths of dragons. Nice. That's a lot going on. That is a lot going on. But you could just have like a surprise origin with that by rolling, by rolling that d6. I think that's pretty cool. Sure. So throwing my past up to chance. Yeah, for sure. Brayden, what do you like about him? I like the ability that you have at six level, you have the ability to fly. Which yeah, that's pretty cool too. Flying, first off, as a monk, 
insane because you can get up to higher places fast it's equal to your walking speed so usually you'll have about 30 feet flying speed depending on the race you choose or feet or whatever go ahead could you grapple someone fly into the air and then just drop them and do that yeah noted you could do that 100 percent um, Jimmy Knife Hands is going to be a fun character. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Sam, <laughs> um, way too many options. <laughs> gosh darn it! Opening his eyes to new possibilities besides Paladin. <laughs> I know there's a whole world out there. Literally, this Whoa. guy only plays Paladin because he won't branch out. Hunt, not Hunter. Hunter, how dare you make him not branch out, Sam? I'm making a joke. It's a LOL moment, dude. So Sam wants to cry moment now. Oh my gosh. Sam, <laughs> you're such a bully. Sam, this is the, the episode where we bully you, okay? It really is. Can that be the title? The episode <laughs> where we bully Sam. Also monks. Also monks. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I, 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 have a, I have an idea for a, another episode, but we can do that later. Uh, talk about that after. Um, Write it down so you don't forget. Oh, I already have it. I have it written down. Um, okay. Anyone else's favorites? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much all the other ones I was going to talk about already got yoinked, but oh well. Um, I also like we have the open hand. Uh, Basic and, and good. It is good. I mean, whenever you, I, I was looking through it uh, earlier today, but whenever you hit an enemy with one of your flurry of blows attacks, you can choose to do one of three things for free without spending additional key. Uh, you can have them do a um, a dexterity saving throw, and if they fail, they are knocked prone. You can have them do a strength saving throw, and if they fail, they get pushed 15 feet away from you. And then the third one is you can just say, hey, you don't get any reactions. And, and yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to do that just for free. Um, but then one more thing, it's a very high-level feature, uh, once you get to 17th level, you can use an ability called Quivering Palm. Uh, you have to burn three key points uh, whenever you make an unarmed strike against somebody. And what it does is basically vibrations just start and they continue until you choose to end it using an action. They have to make a constitution save when you choose to end those vibrations. And if they fail they are automatically reduced to zero hit points, and if they succeed, they take 10d10 necrotic damage. Dang. Holy cow. Bad vibes for real. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty dope. Okay. So other than that uh, feature, monks so far for me sound like where they lack in raw damage output, they have a lot of battlefield control. So... The thing, yeah, they don't put out high amounts of damage, but they're able to put out like spice up the battlefield. I was reading something where it was talking about, um, like critical roles, which character could put out the most damage, and for their second campaign, and Bo, who's a monk, could uh, who played by Marisha Ray, uh, could not put out like put out the least amount of damage per turn. Like her highest she could do was fifty eight. It, it basically was like, if the conditions are perfectly right for your character, how much damage could, could they do? And she could only put out 58. But that's, the difference is, is that with wizards, you have spell slots. Monks, they have, 
it, it's all just punching people so there's no spell slots yeah there's a little bit of key but your key really doesn't do a ton of damage it's just like you said gets that battlefield superiority um compared to wizards once they run out of spell slots they're in a sense useless but monks are always useful yes thank you for agreeing <laughs> with me <laughs> they're like somewhat similar to rangers they're also they're just reliable they're able to put out consistent damage it may not like you said it's not going to be the most but it can make a big difference in the long run rangers are trash hey <laughs> um I'm in your walls oh that's awkward i'm in yours oh oh okay that's awkward because i'm outside Oh, 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 no. <laughs> um, what are some, what do you guys think is the worst uh, subclass or class you are not interested in at all? Four Take elements. your pick, they're all bad. Four elements, yes, okay, yes. Can we talk, four elements is the worst subclass, I think, in the game. Yeah, it's... And why it's, is that? I don't know, Brayden, why do you think it's so bad? Because, so, with monks, they have their key points, right? And they mm -hmm. also need to attack a lot. With Way of the Four Elements, you get a bunch of these different abilities that have to do with the elements. Surprise, surprise. But the problem is, is that's the only thing you can do on your turn. You can't do Stunning Strike. You can't do Flurry of Blows. You can't do any other attacks other than your water whip which does like 3d6 damage if they fail their saving throw so it's and just it's not that good because it doesn't allow you to get your actions out as much as any of the other classes would and to use any of your like elemental spells you it takes like three to four key points yeah it's a lot to be it's able to not, do all these different things. Yeah, it's just, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not worth it. I, I could see how it could be useful at like higher levels when you have a lot of key to burn through. But when you're like level like four or five, you don't have a lot of key points to use and you become kind of useless kind of quick. Yeah. I feel like even at higher levels, it's not even useful <clears throat> because right. higher it's, levels, it's you not... want to be putting out that damage, damage, damage. But if you're still doing a water whip, yes, you get stronger ones as you go along. But if you're only putting out that small amount of damage without being able to do anything else that is beneficial for the team, it's not, it's not worth it at that high of levels. I'm going to quickly look up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, keep talking. I'm going to look this up because I really, I do not like this one. It's just, I, I, I completely agree um, that it's, it's still not great at high levels, but it's, it's so much worse when you're lower leveled. Mm -hmm. You really don't, you get one, two, three, four, five elements, since that's, that's all you get. There's no additional class features, it's just the elements, like the elemental attacks. Yeah. Like a 17th level, uh, one of the ones you can get at 17th level is called Way of Rolling Earth, and you can spend six key points to cast Wall of Stone. Wall of Stone's like a fifth level spell, which people get at 10th level, 9th level. So yeah. you're, you're wasting six of your key points, almost 
almost a third of your key points to cast a fifth level spell while your wizard could be casting a ninth level spell. Yeah. I mean, looking at another one to bring, I don't even think you can burn more key points to have the, the spells scale in power. Because, I mean, looking at uh, at 11th level, you get Flames of the Phoenix. You, you burn four key points to cast Fireball, which is, it's a third level spell. So, yeah, six and, levels after them, you can cast Fireball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's rough. I know they're doing a lot of work on that subclass specifically in the new handbook that's coming out, that's coming out next year. Um, I believe they're allowing you to put these elemental like abilities as an attack so that you can do your other attacks as well, which will make it far better. Like, mm-hmm. it'll probably put, bring it up to par, at least, with all, some of the other ones. I'm interested to see what they do with it because as as a concept it's dope but just the practicality of it I don't think is great yeah for sure yeah it's it's the I want to be like um Aang one but then they make it so you're not like Aang at all and you're just really bad yeah um another one here's the thing I don't ever want to play this one but I believe it's the best one way of mercy Okay. Hand of harm. You can you, you use your key to inflict wounds when a creature hit, you hit when oh gosh, I cannot read. When you hit a creature with an unarmed strike, you can spend one key point to deal extra necrotic damage equal to one of your martial arts die plus your wisdom. Um heck, I don't even know what martial art die you get. Um I believe that's um whatever you use to punch people, whatever that would be. So depending on your level, maybe a D4, D6. So you can do an additional, uh, for one key point, you can do an additional average of like five damage level three, which is pretty good for that. You have um, physician, like it's, it's basically the healing monk. It's supposed to be flavored like a plague doctor, but it doesn't even, it's not even at all flavored like a plague doctor, but it's supposed to be like the healing monk. So you not only can you harm people really hard, you can heal people really hard too. So it's six level with your hand of healing. You can cure someone of their blind, deaf, paralyzed, poison, or stunned conditions at six level with, with spending, you spend one key point to do that. What do you guys think is the best subclass? I don't know. I, I think it really just depends on what you're going for. Because each of them really have great abilities. Um, is is Way of Cobalt Soul, is that official? Or is that just... No, it's a Critical Role. Yeah, I, I knew it was like part of Critical Role, but I didn't know if it was any like of the source books yet. It's in their yeah. personal source book, but it's not in like... Um... Any of the Wizards of the Coast yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame, because it's a pretty good subclass. It's pretty good. It's a lot more information-based than it is... Um fighting based which is i I think is great because i mean the we'll go quickly talk about this but the extract aspects part of it is can be really beneficial in a fight to be able to just hit one of your flurry of blows attacks and be able to find out the what is it it's the vulnerabilities resistances and immunities of a creature that's great yeah Cobalt Soul. Too bad it's not official because I think it's cool. Any any uh, other ones? 
I want to hear more about the way of the long death from Haley. Oh my gosh, I would be so happy to tell you. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of read you the little introduction paragraph. Okay. Monks, monks of the way of the long death are obsessed with the meaning and mechanics of dying. They capture creatures and prepare elaborate experiments to capture, record, and understand, and understand the moments of their demise. They then use this knowledge to guide their understanding of martial arts, wielding a deadly fighting style. Okay. That doesn't sound creepy whatsoever. <laughs> That's completely normal behavior. <laughs> that doesn't uh, sound like the a serial killer origin story at all. <laughs> Ted Bundy was a monk? Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was a monk? Whoa, way of the long death? Oh my gosh. Better not cut. This is staying in the episode. Oh, I'm not cutting We're it. We're not cutting that. Don't worry. That's what it is. Uh, at level three, every time you kill someone, you get uh, temporary hit points. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And then um, level it's six, just... you are able to have everyone within 30 feet of you succeed on a wisdom throw or they're frightened of you. Like, honestly, the mechanics of it aren't great. I just like the idea of it. I think it's a cool role-playing subclass. Question. Answer. You get those temporary hit points every time you kill someone? As long as they're within five feet of you. Just keep a bag of Keebler elves on your back, and then every time you need a little boost. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You are a serial killer, Sam. <laughs> and now we've mechanically, lost... Mechanically, just saying, you want to optimize those, those temporary hit points. Well, so how temporary hit points work is they don't stack. So if you get five temporary hit points, and then someone gives you seven, you only get seven temporary... Hit, that's, the, that's all you can keep is seven temporary oh, hit points. I don't care. Just, Pop a neck every once in a while. Oh my gosh! Oh, the poor Keebler elves, what did they do to you, Sam? Their cookies are killing people. They deserve it. Oh no. <laughs> They've done nothing. Oh gosh. Oh, no. All right. We're going to move on to the next thing so we can forget about the death of the Keebler elves. Man, the moment we brought up Way of the Long Death, it was like serial killers murdering keebler elves it, it got it got sad really fast <laughs> there's nothing sad about losing a few keebler elves <laughs> you take that back right now name one keebler elf kendall tony yeah probably are the keebler uh, yes. elf names other elves were friar tuck Ernie, Nephew, Zoot. DJ, Ernie, Young Elmer, Buckets, Fast Eddie, Sam, Roger, and Doc. No, there's no Tony. Hey, wait, wait, we, we can't. You I, wait, hold on, Not hold sponsored on. by Keebler, by the way. Hold on, you told me to Before name I'd one. Stick you in my bag and use you Sam, for temporary hit points. Sam, you told me to name a Keebler elf. I gave a name to a Keebler oh, elf. Atlanta. Ah, the semantics, we love it. Uh, <laughs> it was... Moving on. What are some monks in pop culture, whether they're actors or uh, characters in games or shows? The Ted Keebler Bundy. Elves. 
And Ted Bundy is a bard. <laughs> um, we already said Aang, so that's pretty obvious. I would say you guys are missing character. the obvious. Jackie Chan. We already yeah, said Jackie Chan. Aang, like Jackie Chan. Uh, I would say Chuck Norris. Any, yeah, any character from Avatar: The Last Airbender, I could you could argue is a monk. Well, I should say any of the benders. I mean, you could I you could put um um oh gosh Sokka. You can put him down. That's why I said monk. Benders. Hear me oh, out. Yeah, that's true. Jason Bourne. Nah, I don't think so. He he's he's multi-classed into monk, and you cannot convince me otherwise. How about I could um, go with that? This was kind of niche, and this might just be because I watched the movie the other day, but. Sherlock Holmes, but specifically Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. that checks out. Okay. I have one. <laughs> Just the discombobulate. Discombobulate. DMCA. What was yours? So hear me out. <laughs> I know every time we do this, I always have to preface it with hear me out. Yep. I feel like that's but, the reason we uh, we say no to it. Let's get into it. What do we got? <laughs> One second. I need to remember the name of something. Um. The the you have let up left us oh, here. I got it. I got it's it. insane. Okay, okay, go. I got it. I got it. So, Batman is a League of Shadows mom. I no, I literally was my hot take that. for one. Really? Yep. And your okay. the whole backstory you gave is Batman's backstory. And Batman begins. Yeah, that's true. I didn't he, think of it that way. Yep. Yep. He is a way of shadow monk. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I have uh-huh. I have one that I would like to bring up. Is it gonna be as bad as Legolas? It's Goku from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> never seen it. Yeah, I've I, never I, watched it, so I don't have a comment. I feel, yeah. you know, I feel like that makes sense. Way of the Sun Soul. Okay, yep. Putting Way of the Sun. I, I've not watched it before as well. So, But Way of the Sun Soul from what, like the memes, it makes sense. I have also never watched it. I got that from a co-worker. Oh, who? <laughs> no, you don't have to tell me. Oh, Dennis. Dennis. Oh, oh, yep. Nope, nope. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Hey, does Dennis listen uh, to the podcast? No. Oh. Tell Phil to get on him, to fire him then. One that I did come up with is um, Nightcrawler from X-Men. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. Is there any other X-Men that could fit under that? Under sh- Under Monk? Monk. Under Monk. Mm. Give me a second. I bet I could think of some. Oh, and we've completely forgot the whole cast of um, uh, maybe Mystique. I think Mystique would Saber be a team. rogue. Yeah, we're, we're forgetting the whole cast of Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> not my list. I thought that was just kind of obvious. Yeah, literally Kung Fu Panda. Period. That is the best class, not class for it would be the best monks. Any other ones? I don't know. Let us know what you guys think is the best. Um, uh... Wait, 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 oh, no, wait, wait. Maybe, maybe Spider-Man? Ooh. Spider-Man would be good, yeah. 
I, I would say yeah. So what we should define like what makes a monk then? Just kind of specializes in martial arts and kind of using their body to to fight and to their advantage. I, so yeah, I Spider Man would be in there. Spider Man, I feel like you could put a lot of superheroes in there. Yeah, like Captain America, you could. Con I I put put him probably more in fighter, or he'd probably be more paladin. He's actually. a paladin. He's a paladin. He's a paladin. Yeah. But you could you could say monk because he punches people really hard. I thought of another X Men character for monk. Who? Cyclops. Cyclops. Why Cyclops? Monk. Um, because. I kind of with the Goku thing, Sun Soul, and like the what are what are they called? The light beams, I think, are what they call. Yeah, them. isn't Cyclops kind of a one-trick pony though? Radiant Sunbolt. Yeah, he's got the. He doesn't have the key points to do that all the time. Uh, I don't know. I I think it works. I think it works. I know. I feel like Monk. There's a lot you can do with um. When it comes in, because Jason Bourne, you could put uh, John Wick, Batman. You could even say Superman. I don't know. What would you put Superman, actually, now that I'm thinking? I would He's say a Superman's a fighter. Or would he be a barbarian? Uh, he doesn't really use rage, I feel like. Rage. Bro, have, have you seen, seen him in rage? Injustice? Bro, I'm going to say this right now. This might piss some people off. Injustice Superman is not Superman. That is. is a very niche, rare case of Superman. Okay, so what's his name? Him. What's his name? What's whose name? What's, what's, you literally just said Superman. He's Superman, like, that's not really like typical Superman. Okay, so. I, um, and I kind of hate, hate <laughs> how everybody has come to like glorify that Superman. I have an example to counterpoint Brayden here. Did you guys watch the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. Uh, no. Yes, I did. Is the new Captain America really Captain America? And I'm not talking about the Falcon one. I'm talking about I'm just the saying white yes. boy John. I'm just saying yes for my point. You <laughs> did not, dude. There you go. I hate that character, if I'm being honest. No, they, like the No hate to the actor. He played him so well, but oh man, he made me hate him. No, um, I, I agree. He's not like what when you think of Superman. He's not what you think of Superman, okay? Yeah. No, he's like injustice was was good for him, but he's not Superman. Um, any other questions? Not questions. Uh, people, or any questions about monks that we can answer right now? Why are they so boring? They're not boring. Ooh. Sam, I listed Batman as one of, and is an example for a monk. Actually, and if I could have any of the powers of anyone on the Justice League, it's not going to be Batman's money. I'm sorry. What about Daredevil? <laughs> Batman is the best. Ooh, Daredevil. Ooh, Daredevil. I think that's a solid yes. I would say he's a monk. What else would he be? Maybe fighter? Yeah, that's, that's really the only other one I feel like he could be. I feel like the big difference between monk and fighter, because you could go either way, is monks are like... They channeled. It's that key that makes them specifically different. Fighters are. I'm really good at with any weapons. If fighters yeah. kind of too broad. Yeah. That's why it's the most boring class. Be a fighter, if you, if you analyze. 
enough. Right, Haley? It's not boring. It's boring and basic. It's the beginning class. You're boring and basic. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything. We're going to go end it here before uh, I get, like, murdered tonight, okay? Um, way of the long death. That's all I have to say. No, that actually, maybe you guys will face a way of the long death monk now. And I will say, monks, the monks you fight in Baldur's Gate 3, bro. I, dude, they, like, destroyed me. I yeah. won't say when, I, but dude. Weak. I one-shot them all the time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's it for the episode, guys, about <laughs> monks. I hope you guys learned a little bit. Um, they're Let's definitely interesting. Let's give them a... Well, we got we to do our whole thing. We're not going to read uh, results for last week's poll because um, we're not ahead. So it's been a day since the last episode was, update, uh, was released. So we're going to wait on that. But as always, if you're not following us on Spotify, if you're not subscribed or whatever it is, make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Music, make sure to do that as well. Rate us five stars on both. And on Apple Music, give us a comment. And make sure to also check out our socials on TikTok and Instagram at Beyond the Tavern Wall. And if you have any suggestions for episodes, questions, comments about the episodes, the best place to reach to us and we can get back to you is our email at beyondthetavernwall at gmail.com. So, now it comes to our favorite part, your side quest. Because again, the best way for this podcast to grow is by you guys going out and sharing the podcast with those around you, your friends, family, strangers, and specifically, who's, who wants to... Uh, Hunter, have you given the side quest recently? I think I have, but I can try to figure out... A Does anyone one. have one? Off the top of their head? I have one. Go ahead. Go share the podcast with somebody that has taken a karate lesson in their life. Ooh. Ooh. Somebody who has taken a karate lesson. That is who you are to share the podcast with today. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate that. We appreciate you guys a ton. And everyone say your final goodbyes. Bye, Bye everyone. Goodbye. We here at Beyond the Tavern World do not con uh, condone the abuse of Keebler elves. You do.